0: All right. Thank you for joining us today. This is Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders. I am your host, Cesar Torres. And hey, we have a couple of cool drinks here. And here's my guest, Justin Wallace. Says here, you're director, business partnerships, and workforce engagement at College of the Canyons. Wow. What a title, right? What a title. Sounds super fancy. Yeah. And uh, first time podcast. First time podcaster. Thanks for having me, Cesar. No problem. That's so scripted. <laughs> Who says that? Thank you for having me. No. Come on. Ray. I got you. You got me. So this is pretty cool here. It says, uh, "The you, Justin, works closely with partners such as Santa Clarita Valley and Economical Development Corporation, mm-hmm. Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. VIA, mm-hmm. to establish rapport and build relationships with them. What does that mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good question. So, in my job, so I'm externally facing from College of the Canyons, meaning that I don't really interact internally too much with the student body, so to speak. But my job more is to be externally facing being a resource for the community, specifically for our local businesses to take advantage of resources that we have here at the college, whether that through be... Our employment training panel funding, whether that's our grant opportunities, whether that's through pre-apprenticeships, apprenticeship programs, access to capital, uh, building out unique workforce talent pipelines. There's a number of different things that we have to offer that we can help support our local businesses in. Workforce development, obviously, is a big issue. It's something that's been very um, a hot topic, we'll call it. Super hot topic. Yeah, for the past, you know, probably five to ten years, and it's only going to continue to get worse over the coming years. We're trying to be very proactive, working with EDC, the Chamber, VIA, to make sure that we're actually creating content and programs that's going to meet the need of tomorrow's workforce, which is a little bit more challenging than it sounds.
0: Yeah. So a uh, lot to um, dissect yeah. there. <laughs> One thing you said, last five years has been a hot topic. Mm-hmm. I actually have a quote uh, from SCV TV. It's not necessarily it a quote, but it's an article in 2018. Mm-hmm. It was an article about you, which was pretty fun. Oh, boy. But it says, Santa Cruz." We're trying to, you know, get through the ever-growing need for skilled workers mm-hmm. to meet industry-specific demands. Say to yourself. We still have that industry-specific demand today in 2023.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, Hi, what? Women, absolutely. Figured like we, we'd uh bridge that gap.
1: Yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta remember that education is never one to move quickly. It takes us a little bit of time to ramp up. Build some programs internally, and that that takes time. You have to have the right people in place, the right partners, the funding, the capital to invest into equipment machines. like a lot of red tape, maybe. A lot of red tape, but again, that doesn't mean that we can't do it. It's just a matter of making sure that you have all the relationships in place to do a lot of these projects, and so we're really excited right now. One of the projects that I've been heavily involved in is bringing on what we're calling an advanced technology center, and so... Phase one, we'll call it, is going to be an interim facility right over here behind Sam's Club in Walmart off of Centerpoint Parkway. We're going to have 13,500 square feet to a classroom, a computer lab, conference room, and focus on CNC machining, robotics, cybersecurity, and how human capital, so you as a human, interact with machines and robotics and how that continues to work together. As we know, technology continues to evolve. It continues to change you as a as human a, as a human need to be able to have some sort of um, understanding we'll call it of basic robotic skills mm-hmm. artificial intelligence network technology and just have that digital literacy let's call it to very interact good. very mm-hmm. good yeah. to interact with 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 uh, with robots if you don't, you're going to get left behind. But the good news is we have a number of different programs that can help support you as a job seeker, as a current employee, or as your business. And so that's kind of phase one. Phase two, uh, we're working uh, on building a 30,000-square-foot facility about two miles from that interim facility. That's going to continue to expand our, our CNC machining program and advanced manufacturing, and then also continue to build our welding programs, and then looking at mechatronics and industrial automation. So... All right. No, okay. No, I saw your eyes light Yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. Cu- it's fun stuff. I get, I get really excited about this. So
0: you said Megatron?
1: No, no. I said mechatronics. Oh, my bad. Not Are you Transformer
0: fans out there? Sorry, yeah, totally yeah, messed yeah. up. Yeah. I, uh, I get well.
1: it confused too. <laughs> it happens.
0: No, but, but tell me more, more about this automation. So
1: electrical, mechanical engineering, basically. So understanding electronics, uh, pneumatics, hydraulics, um, mechanical drives and systems. So basically, how a machine works. You will need to learn how to program it operate on it, fix it, um, use critical thinking to solve problems so that your conveyor belt or so your system can get back line and be operational. Mm-hmm. And so that's a type of technician of the future that we want to be focused on training because that's a good paying job. Hell yeah, it is. So mid 30s starting out and then th- from there the sky's the limit. So you come back to us for additional training, additional upskilling, you can then run a plant, you can then go out of state because all these skills are transferable. You don't have to just stay here but what we want to be is that kind of trainer of choice, that educational partner of choice for people to come for their degrees, to come for certifications, to come for, you know, one-off a, classes. A small
0: hub to get certified, trained, real-world experience, yeah. real-world experience. I don't want to be a small hub. I, w-
1: I want to be the the go-to training facility for Northern Los Angeles County.
0: Ah, so this is the training center then. This is the the place, capital the place to
1: be, correct.
0: And then your skills here is all... Encompassing through, uh, you're you're doing this with College Canyons. You're getting mm-hmm. auto curriculum, auto certificates, correct. And then from here, you become the the most technologically literate. I like that technologically yeah. literate student person. And then you could conquer the world. Pretty Pot- much. Yeah, potentially. You could uh, go off to like Europe or cross interstate or correct, in correct country.
1: Yeah. And so what we're trying to do is being very proactive about working with our industry partners, bringing them to the table, and saying, okay. Here's what we've put together. I want you, as employer A, B, C, and D, to vet these skills and let us know that we're hitting the mark on the key knowledge, skills, and abilities. So, somebody who takes our program, we have like 150 key, we'll call them KSAs, that they're gonna be learning and and achieving through this program. Does that hit the mark? You, as employers, are gonna vote on
0: that. And so,
1: yeah, so we have a meeting where they vote on it at least once a year. If there's a discrepancy or if it doesn't meet a certain threshold, you all are going to have a conversation. I'm just going to listen. Mm-hmm. You will have the conversation as you as employers are going to say, hey, we're going to keep it, or no, we're going to scrap it. So that way, all the programs have been vetted, and then I can say, hey, this program has been vetted by... Company A, B, C, and D. We're going to put their logos on our website, and at the end of the program, we can't guarantee you a job, but I'm going to guarantee you an interview at least.
0: Hell yeah! Put you in the
1: front of line. Correct. That's going to be our competitive advantage when we've worked with our local companies to say, "Hey, come to College of the Canyons. We'll help train you, and we're going to get you that interview."
0: Who is this being offered to? Mm -hmm. What's your What's your prime candidate? For someone who's like, because because me as myself, if I wasn't like a graphic designer and I didn't have a job, but you are the most important person to speak to or have a relationship with to pretty much set up my life for success mm-hmm. in this totally specific industry-leading field. Yeah. You are the man.
1: I don't know about that. No, you... <laughs> from <laughs> what you
0: just said, you pretty much... Well, I don't know if you know, but we're in Santa Clarita, and he said he's trying to build phase one and phase two of a multi-phase. The first two already very impressive, mm. by the way. You are creating these... these these industry fields outside of campus, mm-hmm. real world experience, get in there, learn it. Already having these networks of businesses who are giving you top, top billing, pretty much, They're giving you the interview at least, yeah. which is nothing that no one else would say. Yeah, like you are the person. So I suppose, <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how, how do these? How do the people who are interested in this, how do they get in contact with you? Where is this being offered? I know COC is doing it, but yeah. how, how is it that I have not heard of this? Yeah, and, and
1: that, that's the hard part. It's like, so we're, we're very small in terms of our department. So getting the word as, as continued to be a challenge. And so that's something we're going to very uh, but much focus on over the coming years. So making sure that I offer as many tours, as many open house events, community events, and bringing young people into the facility to do tours, to do lunch and learns with these companies so that the company can tell them, hey, we're company A. Here's what we do. Here's what we build. Here are our core values. If that aligns with what you want to see in a future employer, we'd love to have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be the plan going forward when the new facility opens here in the next couple of weeks. And so you're going to be seeing a lot more um, events, a lot more opportunities to get involved. I'm trying to get as many young people, junior high, high school students into the facility. Perfect. That's my but next also, question. But also... But... People you're not limiting are, yourself. No, not at all. Yeah. If you're if you're somebody who's in a career that you are just not passionate about anymore, you want to change, you can come back and get additional skills and training through our programs, and you can go and have a new a new career. We're not limited mm-hmm. to high school students. If you're 45, 50 years old, you can still be gainfully employed in this field and still have a long, successful career as well, and learn all these skills.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. I was hoping you were going to touch on that because I was going to say like, sure, of course, always thinking about next generation, kids, yeah. high school, but like. You're not gonna limit yourself just to those people. If there's any listeners out there who want to change their career, <clears throat> these services are they're offered to you as well. Make a career change. So that's that's your like who are you, who are you selling selling this to? Yeah, people who actually want to get a leg up on mm-hmm. this next field.
1: Yeah. So people who the our target audience is anyone who doesn't need to go to the traditional four year school. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. If you want to be you a know, doctor, lawyer, have a higher education, by all means, go for it. Mm-hmm. But for a large majority of the population, you don't need a four-year degree to be successful.
0: You don't think so? Not that at all. That's going against everything my parents have told me for the last 20 like, Well, Exactly.
1: 20 years. So there was a huge paradigm shift when you and I were probably in high school where they got rid of shop class, wood class, uh, all these different vocational skills. Mm-hmm. They did away with it, and the pendulum swung way hard one way and said, hey- Go to a four-year school. You're going to be fine. You're going to be great. Go get that degree and that piece of paper. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, I got the paper. Now what? Now what? You're like, okay, well, I thought I was going to be successful. and like doors were just going to open. No, that's not the case. And now the pendulum is swinging very hard the other way to we're seeing a lot of state funding, federal funding, and support being thrown back into vocational programs, and it's all about a skills-based economy now. So you need to have a certain set of skills in order to be gainfully employed. Now, if you're... Somebody who thinks that you um, can't be employed because you don't have these skills, that doesn't mean that you can't come back and learn and them. Learn you em. can come back and take one class. You can come back and take a certificate program that could take you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 weeks to complete, and then go out and get a job because you have experience if you're 45-plus years old. You're not limited to just your career field. And that's something that we're trying to break down and really promote right. um, here in the community.
0: Well, here, here's a question what you said— uh, from the programs you've actually um, overseen for the last, what, five five years? Yeah. yeah. Has there been a shift of like, hey, this guy's a little older and he's doing that. He's actually coming in here to learn. Yeah. Do you see a lot of older folks doing yeah. it? I'll
1: give you an example. So we have a program. Please do. <clears throat> we have a program with um, a very large aerospace company. I'm not going to name them. We It's have Tesla. A, a, it's not Tesla. It's Virgin Galactic. Not that either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good try though. So it's a 17-week program. It's 170 hours worth of training. If you are unemployed, we can get you the entire program paid for. It doesn't cost you a dime.
0: Now, that's a secret. That is a secret. <laughs> that's
1: a secret. Holy crap. Like, you pay for it. I don't If you're unemployed. I, if you're unemployed. And you're you're, you're the messenger. Yeah, yeah. I just facilitate. Oh, there you go. Facilitator. Yeah not my money. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I know I know, the, I know the people who have the money. Ah. But the, the point being, you can come and take this program. And at the end, if you pass the security clearance, the background check, you pass all your exams and do well on the assessments, there's a job for you at the end. Now, we've had people fresh out of high school, 18 years old. And then last cohort, we've had somebody, I think it was his mid 50s. They all got hired. Jesus. So, again, it, it's a very large... That's amazing. Get, yeah, it's yeah. incredible. And I oh, think yeah. this guy came from, like, Redondo Beach or something like that. Wow. Dro- drove up here. Drove which, all the
0: way here for this...
1: For this class. Opportunity. Yeah, and he's hired now. Damn. So he's he's, he's good to go. But, again, that, that's the point. It's like yeah. age doesn't matter much anymore. As long as you have a good attitude and the skills, you can still be gainfully employed and have a good career. That's what the employers are struggling There's a huge skills gap. There's a huge gap in terms of finding a qualified workforce Mm -hmm. to fill those those jobs. They're desperate. So partnering with us kind of helps them because we do all the pre-screening. We make sure that they hit a certain threshold in terms of math, reading comprehension, et cetera. We test them ahead of time so that they will be successful in the program. Mm -hmm. And we have a track record of, I think, probably 95% placement. Holy moly. So it's pretty good.
0: That's amazing. And I could attest to that. employers mm-hmm. are struggling to find quality, quality qu- candidates. Yeah. Um, even in my field, the graphic design field, you know, it's yeah. tough going through these interviews, not myself, but I'm interviewing other designers and mm-hmm. just seeing that their, their baseline competency, I would say, or mm-hmm. like things they learn in school is not, um, applicable to the workforce. Right. You're, bar- you're not even, you know, honestly, they're not even learning the basics. Which, which is which is scary, right? It,
1: very scary. So if if I'm somebody who's going through a graphic design program and I'm not learning the basics, how are, how are you as an employer supposed to hire me? You're like I you're, have not hired them. You're you're like uh, you're missing the mark. Like, I, missing. I can't I can't help you. Yeah,
0: you're more of a liability. Correct. If I hire you, correct. Yeah, that's wild. So
1: that's why we're trying to bring employers into the conversation to help design curriculum, to design programs, to make sure that what we're training and teaching on is actually applicable so that you don't get that graphic designer that has you know nothing that's relevant. You're like, I, I, I can't do anything. Do
0: you, do you think people have pride in their, in their jobs at the moment, this great resignation, this whole quiet quitting thing?
1: Yeah, that, that's a good question. I think it's a mix. I think a lot of people nowadays have, have become disengaged at work. Whether they're not challenged from their supervisor, their manager, or they just feel, hey, because there's not enough bodies to backfill my position, I can just coast. Mm -hmm. No one's going to fire me because they need me more than I need them right now. And so you're really in a employee demand market. So me as an employee, I can pick up and move wherever I want because there's so much need. and There's so much demand out there as opposed to years in the past where it's like, hey, you know, you got to fight for your positions and you have an overflux of, um, of employees rather than job openings. So it's like, I think it's a combination of both. But also, to your point, with the great resignation, you're seeing a lot of older people leave the market, retire because they're starting to think, hey, life is short. I want to value time with my family. I want to spend time with my friends. I would I travel. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Wrong with I, I get it. But in order to do that, if you're a young person, you got to put in your time, you got to make sure that you're making smart, educated decisions on your career, putting money into either a 401k, uh, making sure you're making sound investments, making sure that you're not throwing away money and wasting your time on things that don't help you 10 to 15 years from now. I think a lot of young people have a, have a hard time of pre- prepping and planning for the future. Because that's so far in advance. You don't mm-hmm. think in ten to fifteen years. You think about oh, next week, you know, next month. It's wild, man. Wild. Yeah. It's time. It, it's hard out there. But again, I mean, we live in Southern California. Let's be realistic. It's very expensive to live here. It's hard.
0: Yeah, I tell people this is probably yeah. uh, living life in hard mode. Yeah. 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 Everything's stacked up against you. But if you succeed in this state.
1: You can make it anywhere.
0: You can make it literally anywhere. Just take yeah. your Californianess, take it to any state, and boom, you're going to be the top top one yeah. percent of that state.
1: Yeah, because again, like I've lived in a couple other states as well. It's, you have. I actually yeah. have it right here. <laughs> you in the flashcard. Yeah,
0: Graceland University, bachelor's degree in business administration, Graceland. Yeah. yeah
1: like, oh. Home. And economics.
0: And economics. Yeah, yeah. Don't so is that economics. like? Is that like uh, Elvis? Elvis Graceland?
1: Not quite. No. So so I went to a very very small school in the middle of nowhere cornfields amish um, horse and buggies one street light in town sick middle of nowhere very strange the reason i went there is because they offered me a full ride um scholarship to play football so in my mind how can i use sports to further my education to make sure that i don't end up going to school and getting you know thousands of dollars of debt
0: mm, okay sports, so what did sports you do was,
1: sports was that so I got recruited by a couple of small schools. No, no D1 by all, by all means. I wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of small schools and they offered me a full ride. It's like, okay, well, why not? So I, I took a risk, um, went out there, learned a lot about myself, what I liked, what I didn't like, and then just said yes to continued opportunities, but also found mentorship and people who cared about me throughout my time there and pushed me to try new things. Very and, good. And I think that's, Really important for young people is finding people who are older than you, who have um, years of experience, who will push you and challenge you. Because a lot of times we won't do it ourselves. Do you you think? said
0: that you were very passionate about your phase one, phase two of, w- remind me of what it's called specifically? The
1: Advanced Technology Center. So
0: Advanced Technology Center. You got you, ATC. ATC. Yeah. ATC. So you, I assume it was your thing. Like, how did you, like, get this idea rolling?
1: Um, It wasn't my idea, per se, initially. It was a group of us um, that had this conversation probably five years ago now. We had a a national organization called NCATC, which is the National Coalition of Advanced Technology Center. They came out here to Santa Clarita, did what they call an environmental scan to see if our community would be best served to have this facility. Yeah. Through conversations, meetings, um, et cetera, they put together this very large report, basically saying, like, hey... Santa Clarita is primed for northern Los Angeles County to have this facility. You have all the support in terms of businesses. You have all the opportunities with what you're doing in terms of your programmatic planning and efforts to put together this facility to meet the needs of business and industry for years to come. And the beauty about this facility is it's flexible, it's dynamic, so that you can change what you're teaching in there fairly quickly.
0: Well, I, I kind of feel like I'm one of those people in, mm. in the world mm-hmm. who... Um, I, I struggle to reach out to people, yeah. ask for things, and to fund a, uh, uh, a state of the art facility, to get grant funding and stuff. It's yeah. very difficult for me. Yeah. So how did, as you who actually did it, mm-hmm. what did you have to do? What skills were needed in order to get this? Yeah. Please tell me, because I actually need to know.
1: And and again, it this isn't just me. No, They're, no, you there, and your group as an accompanying a, group. Yeah, there's a there's a team of folks out there. So. Again, having the relationship with our local congressman, he was instrumental and his team was instrumental in helping us get over $5 million of appropriations through the federal government. So that mm. means we're not paying now $5 million from our COC budget right. in, you or, got it in order to get equipment. Yeah. Awesome. And so that helps Im- immensely, that, yeah. that's huge. Because a lot of these programs are very cost uh, prohibitive because the machines are so expensive, the raw materials are so expensive because you're cutting metal, you're cutting aluminum. Um, the equipment, the fluids, everything is just very pricey. So that helps. We had a local bond measure from a couple years ago um, that has been instrumental in making sure that we're able to purchase the future facility. So That's been very, very helpful. But then also just making sure that we have relationships with our local community to make the ask and saying, hey, I need your help to design a program. You have the expertise. I do not. And being okay with knowing your limits. Like, I don't know everything, obviously, mm-hmm. but I know the people who do know the stuff. Right. So then I just make a phone call, send an email, take them to lunch, coffee, whatever it is, talk about the vision, talk about what we're trying to accomplish. Accomplish, excuse me. If that aligns with what they need in terms of a business, they're going to say yes, because mm-hmm. they need quality workers. They need a workforce to help make their products for the future. It's a win-win.
0: Yeah, win-win for both of them.
1: Well, exactly. So they're more than willing to help out. And so basically what we're trying to do is, Work with employers that say, hey, we understand that there's some needs, that you're having some trouble finding a qualified workforce. Here's what we're trying to do. We would love for you to be a part of this. What questions do you have? What is your vision? What do you think? And I start asking them questions and how, how they can help facilitate um, partnerships, how they can help introduce me to other people within the community who are also facing it, um, additional or um, we'll call it struggles as well.
0: You, you said that you have to... Figure out your limits. Yeah. See where you're good and good at.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think one wants to be a jack of all trades, not ask for, quote unquote, not ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. But. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You yeah. have to see like, well, maybe I'm not good at X. Mm-hmm. So, but you know someone, you build relationships with people in the community. I assume yeah. both um, like friendly business community, uh, all that encompassing. Sometimes the lines get blurred, right? Right. <laughs> but it's people who could fill a gap. Correct. And you ask them. You probably what do you what, what's your go-to thing? Take them out to uh, eight holes and No, TPC? We're not, we're, we're, hey,
1: I'm I'm not I'm not that fancy to have. Oh come on, you're a fancy man. <laughs> I don't know about that. A, a lot of it is taking them out to coffee, having lunches. As basic
0: um, as coffee and lunch.
1: But even that. But a lot a lot of it is just going to their their facility and, and letting them talk about their processes. Let them talk about their company. And asking them questions. Well,
0: actually, that kind of brings me to something else. I don't know if you know, but uh, people love talking about themselves, and you weird. know, weird, right? Yeah, I, crazy hate, I hate it. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually had to leave a conversation this morning because I just hated talking about yeah. like just my I think what movies I like to watch. I was like, oh, I'm done.
1: Yeah,
0: no, but that's actually a strategy. It's a way to actually get someone to get hyped uh, up just talking about themselves their facilities.
1: Absolutely. But it's like, you know, I, I well, even yesterday. So yesterday I, I reached out to somebody to say, hey, I would love your advice and your, and your feedback on X, Y and Z. Would you be willing to go to coffee on Tuesday? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Simple as that. Yes, simple but as but that. just ask it because they know me. I know them. They, they know that if I ask them for advice, they know that I mean it and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm sincere in that and I, want, I value their opinion and feedback and they're more than willing to help me out. But you have to have that... That
0: yeah. relationship, that rapport.
1: Right, but you have to... And here's my analogy. We talked about this earlier. Ah, there we go. Think of it like a bank. You have to put enough money into your bank of relationship, we'll call it. So you have to put um, deposits in. So I had to deposit money in, deposit money in over weeks, months, et cetera, when the time is right and you want to make a withdrawal, which is, hey, can you come ha- have mm-hmm. coffee with me? And you, ask. Yeah, and ask. You have to have put enough in there to make that withdrawal. Right. Otherwise, someone's going to say, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Nah, we're, we're, we're okay. So I think that that's what I always try to focus on and keep in the back of my head is saying, okay, have I made enough deposits into this relationship, into this specific account to make that ask? Mm. If not, then I'm probably not going to ask for it. Right. But if I have, I have no problem doing it. And they mm. have no problem helping me out because they know that I've helped them out. Whether that's through training that I've helped them get training and funding to support their company or them specifically, or that I've helped them get access to funding or help introduce them to somebody else in the community. I can do that and make those asks. But again, and it takes time.
0: It takes time. And yeah. you, you yeah. don't seem like, uh, I, I, this funny thing I, I spoke to Corin about is like, I don't really see you that often. We don't have a, we have a relationship before this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I say saw if, you, I saw you with long hair. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were drunk. Um but it's not like uh we have this like coziness where mm-hmm. like, hey, we're do this and scratch my back, scratch yours. Yeah. Like yeah. no, what and I man, like. I'll scratch. We'll scratch but it's different. It's not because I, I that's exactly exactly what I'm getting to. It's not because I need or want something from you that yeah. you're gonna help me professionally. You yeah. scratch my back because we're cool. Yeah. We're friends. Mm-hmm. So that's what I kind of talk to my guests about it's Mm -hmm. more like when i sit down and i see you at a viet event i see at a a chamber event a jci event or like we're having uh, a cookout or something yeah i'm not there because i want something from you professionally right Right. i'm there because you're justin wallace you're really cool i dig your personality and i just want to like hang out with you
1: yeah but again i think you're speaking to authenticity that's it people know when you're full of it Right. And, and if you're just going to people and just trying to sell them on something, your next big idea, or you want something from them without offering something in return, people can smell that pretty quickly.
0: Exactly. Those are the people who are trying to deposit all the things like just. They're without not, well, they're, they're trying to withdraw. Withdraw without yeah. making deposits. That's what I meant. Yeah. Correct. They're just withdrawing, withdrawing, withdrawing.
1: Yeah. And you're just kind of like, ah, I don't really want to hang out with that exactly. person. Yeah. And it's like, nah, I'm good. And again, you know those people in your life. Yeah. We, all, we, all have them. we all have them. So I try to be very intentional and mindful. That anytime I, I interact with somebody, to be authentic, to be genuine, and to actually, you know, care about what they're doing in their prof- professional life, and their personal life, whatever it is,
0: but be authentic. Here's a, here's a question I haven't really um, asked anyone. Oh, hit me. Yeah. Was there a program you were so excited to try to promote and be like, hey, I got this idea? Or you and your group? Mm-hmm. You and your group to fit the state? like, But it was denied for some reason?
1: Denied. Yeah,
0: it was like no. It's uh, maybe maybe the employers out there were like no. That's not actually a need we need, or mm. or the college is like no. We don't want to try to facilitate that when it goes outside of our,
1: or want. I think not necessarily a program. I think we have a lot of um, ideas internally that we want to do. We just don't have the relationships, the people, the funding in place to to do it yet. No. So it's it's not that it's denied it's just we we can't do it and and me being not a very patient man i get frustrated because it's like no no this is an opportunity because i've had the conversations with our employers they want it's coming yeah they they want this. they want
0: it now but for you guys like it's it's to be determined it's correct coming. so you're oh, you're constantly man. saying
1: like hey like it'll be here it'll be here and at some yeah. point they're kind of like where is like, it like dude you said that like for a year yeah
0: the right? creator, where's the goddamn disney studio <laughs> you promised seven years ago <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ right
1: it was like yeah you you like, you, like justin you said you're gonna have this a year ago it's like i know but it's like how does like, that like, yeah. like permitting it's uh you know construction delays it's all these funding delays like things are it's out of my control however i'm the one who keeps Telling them, like, hey, it's gonna come. It's How, gonna come. how's
0: that? Yeah, how's that feel personally to be in between terrible? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, employ, the, the employee workforce, employers, yeah. Yeah. being like, hey, like, we need this, we have this need, oh, yeah, that yeah your and, and then we can't fulfill it. Yeah, yeah, it feels
1: terrible, Jesus, because you feel like you're. I feel like I'm letting the employers down, I feel that we are not meeting that need or demand, and that that is something we could definitely capitalize on because if there's if there's a demand here locally from one company, multiple companies are probably going to have that yeah. similar demand. Aerospace and defense, manufacturing, logistics um, and warehousing, medical device, and then movie studios and entertainment, you know, huge makeup of what's here in Santa Clarita. And there's companies here that you would never know existed, but they're the coolest companies is there
0: some you could probably tell us that, you, you know, if people <laughs> are listening and be like, hey, there's this one specific field that I didn't know was here in Santa Korea? Like, hey, just quickly, as an act like, check these people out. Yeah. Or uh, what fields, if you want to say any,
1: like, let, let's. Uh, I'll give you, I'm not going to say the name. No, just fields. Like, what <laughs> rundown? Here in so Santa Korea. Me, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example of one. Company. What
0: are some secret places here in Santa Korea that we could? There,
1: there's a company that has one of the most automated, um, production lines in the united states that's here in santa Clarita, to where the moment that the how do i do to say this the trucks drop off the product into this facility you have robots can uh, carrying these giant containers to a conveyor belt that goes to these giant robotic arms to sort them into a hopper and then that hopper sorts this product into four separate um lines so You get 99.9 utilization out of this one product, and that company is basically reselling um, all those different products to make money. It's a huge facility, and the entire operation can be run by eight people. Eight people? Eight people. And the facility is like 250,000 square feet. Jesus. And again, but you have to have the technicians to problem solve, troubleshoot, maintain and operate all these robots, all these different lines.
0: So that's not the eight people. Eight people are running it, but you need these technicians you need to keep tech- everything maintenance. Correct. Correct. That's great. So they
1: have, more, they have more people, obviously. Oh, yeah. But eight people can run the or line. Can run the line. Yeah. It's like, it's incredible. So it's it's you, absolutely incredible.
0: That's here in Santa Maria. So it's in here in Santa Cruz. I'm not going to say the company. No, no no, yeah. no, no, no. No, so, that's exactly what I wanted. Like, just yeah. something like a little, little teaser for our audience. Oh, yeah. So would you say that the future mm-hmm. of... Work. Yeah. Future of work. The future of work yeah. is not necessarily making it with our hands, but more like maintaining the machines that do it. Kind of like that new Willy Wonka. Uh,
1: Yes and no, because you still have to have some human um, element to make things. However, learning how to program machines to cut metal, to build things, there's still a human element to that. However, servicing machines, doing the maintenance, programming, problem solving, and integrating with artificial intelligence and robots is the future. But again everyone gets very very touchy yes robots are here to take over no no they're here to take over the mundane monotonous task but you as a technician or someone who was doing that task can come to us get upskilled so now you can then program that robot to do your old job and then get more money to do that get even more money <laughs> because your skills. yeah because you're higher skilled now yeah so it's not it's, it's not that it's taking away your job it's creating new jobs and there's all sorts of studies that say you know the next you know 10 years, there's, you know, 80% of the jobs that are going to be available don't exist yet. Yeah, it's I was like, going to actually which, mention that. Which is incredible. Yeah. But also terrifying at the same point. It's like, what does that mean? What does that look like? I was, yeah, I was so actually we're having const- this conversation. We're, we're, we're constantly trying to evaluate, okay, well, what, what are the key it? skills that we're going to have to train on of the future? So that's why this digital literacy is something really, really big. That's a great let word. Me, I me, love that. Let me, <laughs> yeah, let, cool. me you, let me hit you with this. Yeah, So through some connections and some relationships, I got invited to go to MIT out in Boston for a talk on the industrial metaverse, which is like, what does that mean? Picture, we now have the technology to go into a company, do a digital scan of their entire production down to where they store the boxes, where people are placed, and we can upload the entire facility into this industrial metaverse into what we call a digital twin. In that digital twin, we can run simulations on how to best optimize the facility to be as efficient as possible, so that we can look uh, to the future on, okay, when do we need to do uh, preventive maintenance? When do we need to, or where should we shift lines? Where should we shift people? So basically, we're trying to get as much utilization and efficiency out of this facility as possible. Without having to make any sort of physical changes, we can run all the simulation in this metaverse. Mm -hmm. That's the future of what we're talking about. And that's way over my head. It's a 3D
0: scan of the building where you just
1: optimize. Correct, but it's like of the entire building. building. That's crazy. These people are, are just wicked smart. Again, no way more than I do, mm-hmm. but they're thinking about this already. They're thinking five, 10 years in the future. And again, this does, it doesn't even exist yet, but they're already planning for that. So if I can bring that technology here to Santa Clarita and we start training on that, that means we're preparing people for the future. We're preparing the, the real future, the real future. The, the, when they say the future workforce,
0: like this is literally yeah. things that have not been, it's barely just, been thought about.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, again, there's, there's a little bit here and there, mm but we could be the first college on the West Coast to do something like this. That could be cool. There's VR technology to where you put on the VR goggles. It'll show you a 3D scan of like, we'll call it a machine. Okay, how do I want to service this machine? Okay, put on the goggles, I have my little toggles. Okay, I I click this. Here's how I take the machine apart. This little pop-up menu drops down. Here's your your work processes. Here's how you take it apart. Here's how you, um, you... Oh, that's
0: cool. It's like a YouTube video right in there.
1: Almost, yeah. But it's an immersive YouTube video. Yeah, you're like... To where not it, it like an expanded view and it like, takes apart the machine. You're just like, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Who thought of that? Very
0: smart people. You already mentioned that you kind of want people to go beyond. It, your job right now is not preparing people for now, but for the future. Literally. Correct. It's what you're doing, which yeah. is like insane to me. Um, If someone ever comes up to you and be like, hey, man... Me. Mm-hmm. If I came up to you and like, hey, man. You, Caesar. Me, Caesar. Uh, no, no, okay. Let's not use me because okay. I don't know what you're going to say. Someone else. Someone else. Someone. A young professional.
1: A young professional. Got doesn't
0: it doesn't have to be young. Actually, just a professional because I like the conversation where you don't want to limit anyone. Yeah, yeah. This is like, I, I listened to this JCI podcast. It was really cool. Yeah. That host knew what he was doing. Yeah. Great. Five stars. Five out of five. Five out, five out of ten. He's <laughs> it like, it's five. Like, I already have my plan. I'm going to go to COC. Mm -hmm. You gave me a a good roadmap. Yeah. But if you want to go beyond, if you, if he wants to be who you are, but like 20 years from now, like I want to be the next person who's in the forefront, creating Mm -hmm. these future jobs. Like what are the top three skills that you think developed
1: you? That developed me personally.
0: You personally, but that will transcend. Like you, you really have to focus on these three things because it's going to, it's going to build you up to whatever is going to come in the future. Future that is unknown. That's what's crazy. Like, if you have these three things, like, mm-hmm. dude, your your grandkids are going to look up to you and yeah. you're going to help them.
1: I think humility is is a big one. Um, follow through. The reason I say follow through is... Hey, give me humility too. Give them both. Why? So, so humility being that you can't be too proud in what i do because there's so much stuff that i just don't know that i continue to learn every week Mm. and there's there's new technology there's new processes tech you know so many things it's like oh i didn't know that existed and so (laughs) a couple weeks ago i was having a conversation with somebody and i was talking about you know the atc and all these different technologies and he goes wait hold hold on hold on what do you do i'm like what do you mean he goes how do you know all this stuff i'm like i don't know i just ask questions and listen he goes I thought you were an engineer. Like, no, 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 no. I am not an engineer. Like, I, I am not that smart. Don't get, don't get it wrong. Um, I know enough to be dangerous. And I know a lot about, a l- I know a little bit about a lot. Yeah. But I'm no expert. Um, so, again, humility, not being afraid to ask the questions, not being afraid to ask for help, and tapping uh, into other resources or people to help you in your projects, to help you move initiatives forward. I have no, no shame in asking for help. No shame. No, not at all. Humility. Nor, nor should you. Um, but then also follow through. Follow through is a second. Yeah. So we have a lot of people in our industry that promise a lot and then never deliver. Mm. And obviously that could be in any industry. But if you build a reputation of somebody who overpromises and underdelivers. You're not going to build a lot of um, good business connections, and that reputation is going to follow you, and you're going to build a very bad personal brand for yourself.
0: That's So that's something
1: that I've focused on personally, saying, okay, if I tell you I'm going to do something, like I'm going to do it. I told you I was going to be here today. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. And I was, and yeah. I was you here. You said it. Like, oh, I'm coming. Like, uh, All right. Yeah. Were you worried? No. Of course not. Not with you. Yeah, exactly. Because we have that rapport. Exactly. Because I told you I was going to be here, and yeah. I was here. Um so that, that's a big one too because so many people promise these companies, they're, they're always trying to sell them something. I'm not trying to sell them something, I'm trying to work with them hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It's not a sales pitch. It's like, how can I help you? And like, what do you mean? What do you get out of it? I'm like, well, I mean, I, get, I got state funding that's going to help offset our costs, but like, I'm not in this to make profit. I'm in this to help you because if I help you, that helps people get a job, that helps our local economy. And if our local economy continues to be good and your business stays here, that brings in tax revenue to keep mm-hmm. Santa Clarita um, operating and, and headed in a direction that it has been for the past 20 years. So it's much bigger than just a job. It's yeah. much bigger than what, what um, our little interaction is here, like on a workforce development piece. It, it, is, it goes beyond that. And I think that is something I try to keep in mind, that we can have a, a very large impact to what happens in, here in Santa Clarita that impacts all the citizens whether they realize it or not mm-hmm. because i mean i think for a lot of people they don't understand or they don't realize like having all these companies here is very beneficial because they pay taxes and those dollars then get multiplied at the local restaurants the hotels mm-hmm. the entertainment that helps fund all these different you know parks these you know the the parades these community, community events. events exactly and if we want that to continue we have to support our business community mm-hmm. So that's what motivates me to make sure I follow through with what I say I'm going to do. Um, if you have a third, that'd be great. I was going to give you don't, a third. Yeah, all right. The The third one that I think somebody would have to be is risk, uh, risk-taking. You, ha- you have to take risks, calculated risks. Not, you, you're not doing stuff just for the sake of doing it, but you have to be methodical and very forward-thinking on how you're going to either implement a new idea, how you're going to leverage funding, braid funding through the state, the federal government, uh, working with employers who maybe they don't understand or see the full potential or big picture yet, but you do. So I feel like I'm moving pieces on a chessboard and getting all the right people in place so that we can succeed together. Uh, and, And for a lot of companies, I think that's hard for them to to see and get past because they're so focused on the day-to-day operations. Right. They're so focused on getting product out, making sure that they get their orders out on time so that they can, you know, remain employed and, you know, keep their doors open. I'm fortunate enough where I can see that, I help facilitate that and, and help them out, but also see the big picture on, you know, not just what, what they do, but how that impacts everyone else here um, within Santa Clarita. So you got to take some risks. And again, it has to be calculated. Um, and if you can't,
0: I would say hire someone like you who can because some people just can't do it. But
1: yeah, I mean, a lot of people can't do it. I would say a lot of people can't do that. No, you can do it. Uh, Oh, you just gotta learn it. 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 Learn it. Exactly. Anything can be learned. I I could teach. I could teach somebody to do this. If you have the right personality, if you can be humble, if you can talk to people, I can teach you to do this. Perfect. So yeah, if you if you uh, want a job, I'll teach you how to do my job.
0: Hell yeah! You heard it from (laughs) him yourself. If you want a job. Well, you're the you're Mr. Job Man right here. I don't know about that.
1: I mean, oh, yeah, depends on what you want. Ah, don't tell me. Tell yeah. Me. Yeah. shameless <laughs> shameless plug. We are going to be doing another job fair uh, in fall at College of the Canyons. So the last one we did, we had I think eighty two employers and like over six hundred and thirty people attend, which is pretty good. So we'll probably have upwards really? of yeah, we'll probably have upwards of a hundred, hundred and twenty employers sometime in fall. We're looking at late september october ish time frame right now and then hopefully have you know 800 plus job seekers wow that's the goal
0: there you go 800 plus job seekers that's what i'd like to see center. let's let's go beyond that let's I go a thousand if we get a thousand that'd be a awesome. thousand
1: that'd be awesome oh yeah but again it's like companies are looking to hire they want people so here's here's a place where we can help facilitate those conversations and relationships happy to do that
0: very happy yeah that's awesome. If you want to help facilitate the workforce in Santa Cruz and beyond, mm. hit up Justin Wallace right <laughs> here. Justin, yeah. thank you very much for joining us of today. Of course.
1: Thanks for having me, Caesar. Oh,
0: future tech, future technology. Now, give me a nice mm. strong handshake right yeah, my there. hand hurts now. Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I've been working out. Yeah, you have. And uh, thank you for Video Bump uh, for your new, new podcast area. I don't know if you've seen. but new, this set. new set. new yeah, set right it's, here. It's wonderful. It's nice. And this actually concludes our podcast, Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders. Today, I am your host, Cesar Torres, and thank you for listening, watching. Follow us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we will see you next time. Thank you very much.